A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. the ball in my face i love that that was the first thing that was said when this hit zero (laughs) (laughs) so there's no context (laughs) i love a ball on my face (laughs) they don't need context nope choose your own adventure yes that's gonna be our thing for this week on the comments what do you think we were talking about prior to the starting Perfect. I cannot wait to see the responses. And we'll be able to tell who's definitely like a creative writing major (laughs) or who used to write fanfic. (laughs) Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me, starring Melissa, Diamond, Mots, and me, Megan Rinks, your dynamic duo, your terrible twosome, your... (laughs) The angel... No, not angel and devil. The two devils on your shoulder. With my little pitchfork. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Two liberal women (laughs) who are pro-vaccine, pro-mask, pro-women's rights. Yep. And remember, you are here by choice. (laughs) Yeah, surprisingly, some people, I guess, need the reminder. And if someone is holding a gun to your head, I would love to get their information. (laughs) Like, I would just love to know the point of it. Like, is this like new age torture for like conservative millennials and Gen Zers? Like, is this what it is? This is like the baby crying. This is waterboarding. Mm -hmm. But for Mm -hmm. like Republicans on TikTok. Yeah. Well, welcome. We are Don't Play Me. We're an advice podcast where we give wonderful, life-changing, amazing advice. And you call in, you leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. Then we listen to it and we give you advice. But in order for us to give you advice, your call must be under three minutes. 
And the same thing goes with voice memos. If you don't want a college number or international, it's a Google voice number so that won't work, then send us just a voice recording, a voice memo to our email, meganpod at gmail.com. We ask that you write down what you're going to say before you record the voicemail, just so you have all the details. Let us know your age, your pronouns, as well as the people in the uh, story of people that you're talking about. Keep it all anonymous, no names. And if you're going to use pseudonyms, please have them be full names. Mm-hmm. Don't number them. Don't letter them. If you're younger than 18, uh, you have to have your parents' permission. If you're over 18, you don't have to have your parents' permission. Fuck them and also vote. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's new with you? I started going to therapy again. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Did we already talk about this? I don't know if we shared it with the people. Uh, (laughs) I don't remember, but I had my first like real session yesterday. So that's all that's new with me. How was it? It went great. That's exciting. I mean, I was, you know, I had a mild panic attack in it. But I mean, if you don't have one in therapy, then why are you going? Why are you there? (laughs) I've never in my life like had even like an introduction. Like I have made it through one like phone call like with a therapist, the only one where I didn't cry, but I've never made it through a, a sing- like a first session where I'm not like, <laughs> yeah, it does it to you. They design it for that. Mm-hmm. What about you? Your hair is different. Oh, my hair is different. I went blonder. Very happy about it. Very cute. But did I say the last time that Mats and I started, Mats and I watched Only Murders in the Building? No, I started watching an episode at nighttime. When I say nighttime, it was probably three o'clock in the morning. And I was like, this is the bad time to start watching this. And then I went to sleep. So it seemed interesting from the first two minutes that I watched. Everyone needs to watch it. I am obsessed. Like, it's so good. I knew I was going to love it. And I got recommended it so many times that I wanted to wait till all the episodes are out. I am not good as a week to week kind of person. Oh, I didn't know it was a week to week type thing anyway. So yeah. I'm glad I stopped. A lot of the streaming shows, they will do that. And I think that's great, but I don't have the attention span or memory for that. Mm -hmm. So it's so good. We loved it. Like, I just think it's such a great, smart concept. If you've like heard on our other podcast, but am I wrong? My rants about, uh, I've done them here too, but about like true crime, specifically the true crime, like podcast community. It is literally like the premise of that. And Mm. I think that it, does a good job of <laughs> that nobody is the hero in this like the true crime podcasters are not the hero and then the police also isn't the hero and like everybody is kind of fucking up and everybody is failing and then they're also succeeding but half of that is also just kind of luck and circumstance and i think it does a good job of not putting either one of those highly problematic <laughs> things on a pedestal so it's so good. But because we finished that and we needed a new show to watch, Mats agreed to watch Gilmore Girls with me. I saw that. I am so excited. He told me before that he was like, I'll watch it if you have like a major surgery. Because he knew it was long. But then we started watching it and like he didn't know how long. Seven seasons, like 20, 22 to 25 episodes a season. It's a hefty show. Yeah, one episode's real hefty. Yeah. <laughs> he is um liking it and it's just been so nice like i just love it and for anyone any gilmore girls fans out there of course his favorite characters are luke and richard <laughs> and i'm just like okay but it's exciting well i'm glad that he's doing this because last year actually around this time he told me next time i watch gilmore girls and you have to watch it with me and guess what <gasps> Now you don't have to to. watch it. (laughs) See, there you go. And it feels like Mots did it like early in anticipation because I have my endometriosis surgery scheduled for a little less than a month from now. Mm -hmm. And so we will be in the thick of Gilmore Girls at that time. And I'm like, "Hmm, I wonder if he like thought that through that like it wouldn't be like a brand new starting of it. Like it would be something to look forward to because we'd already started it. So Hmm. we will see. Well, I'm glad you have him. <laughs> Me too. I like him a lot. I keep seeing all these yeah. TikToks of people just talking about like how incompetent their partners are. And I'm just like, Phew. can't relate. No, cannot relate. Get you a man who like goes to therapy. Like <laughs> you can't be dating these untherapized men. <laughs> like, no, no. Especially if you're a person who's been to therapy. Because you know what happens? You become their therapist. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. 
Well, anything else? That's it. But we have an all international call episode. Wow. Welcome to our international episode. Yes. Our foreign friend episode. Mm -hmm. Wow. This is very exciting. But before we get into our calls, we do have an update for you all. And um, they explain what call, what episode they're originally from and everything. Just a little disclaimer before we get into it. We don't know how it's going to sound for all of you, but if it sounds like maybe Melissa or I or any of us on the call seem a little like distance, not caring. (laughs) It's not that. We had so many like technical issues with like the lagging. So like we would say something and we would have to wait like a minute and a half before they could hear it. And then they would talk and we were speaking over each other. But we have like separate audios recorded. So edited together it will be cohesive and clear for you but if you notice yeah (laughs) but if you notice our tone seems yeah disinterested or just really out of it that is not us it's technology it is okay so my original call was in season nine episode two and i was calling to ask basically how to and things with my long distance friend with benefits. I just didn't know how to do it nicely, I guess. <laughs> and the biggest thing for me is that he had come to visit me. He lives in the Pacific Northwest and I'm down in Southeast US. So he made like a week long trip around my schedule, spent a whole bunch of money to come see me. And like, I had kind of had like feelings like develop before that because after we had left being in person together, I think it was one of those like, well, we're not actually going to date, so I don't have to like worry about it. So it was a lot more fun and like easier to get attached to like someone that wasn't like really there. And then he came down here and I confirmed that I did not want to date him, which I knew the whole time we were together. And I've always been very communicative with him about that and like making sure we were both on the same page. But I knew that he liked me a lot more than I liked him. And especially after he came out to visit me, I just felt like bad. Mm -hmm. So what ended up happening was it kind of happened in two phases. All of your guys' advice was like exactly what I needed to hear. But I was like still kind of not ready to like fully cut things off yet as much as I wanted to. So I like took it in two phases. And the first time I did FaceTime him. I did call him. I did it over the phone. And I was just like, hey, like just checking in with how we both are and like, I basically was just like, I don't really have like feelings for you anymore. And he was like, oh yeah, no, totally, totally. Like we're not even like, we're not going to see each other for like, who knows how long, like totally, absolutely. And I was like, oh, oh, okay, great. That went very well. So yeah, he did not take any of that in, didn't absorb any of it Hmm. um, and continued to just keep talking to me and keep texting me the like exact same way he had them. It was really reaching a point where I was like, I have to say something because like, I'm going to say something really mean if I don't say something soon. (laughs) And something that you guys have said, I don't know if you said it to my call specifically, but you've said it in like other episodes is like sending like one text that like the other person doesn't have to reply to. Mm -hmm. So that's what I ended up doing. I was just like, hey, listen, you say you want to be friends. And like, if we are going to be friends, it has to be like just friends. Like you can't be texting me all this like flirty stuff. Like I'm okay with being friends, but like we have to, there has to be that, that boundary, that line. Cause I just like, don't feel really like any sort of way anymore. And he just said, oh, okay. And we haven't talked since. I was going to say, I was literally like, you have not spoken to him since. I just know it. Nope. Actually, no, that's, we said Merry Christmas to each other. Okay. And that's it. That's the same thing as not speaking. Like, yeah. that's, right? that's still flirty. If you text me Merry yeah. Christmas and, like, we've previously had a thing, like, I know what this is, you know? When you are, like, someone of the uh, genitalia that I am attracted to and, like, we've had a thing at some point or other, if you text Merry Christmas, that's flirty. Right. I feel like this is so relatable of the not understanding phase one and then needing that kind of phase two. And then also ultimately being like, oh, okay, you don't really want to be friends. And I was picking up on the fact that like, this was definitely still flirty and that was your intention. Like this Mm -hmm. was not how the friendship goes, but I'm glad that, you know, it, it, it has all since worked out and the friends who are going to be around and like actually maintain those friendships, like right. not worth yeah. it to be friends with those people when they clearly didn't really want to be friends to begin with. 
Yeah. Well, and like the thing is, I didn't want to be friends to begin with because like I'm not even going to lie to you guys. This was one of those like I couldn't fuck him. So I fucked his best friend. He was the best friend. (laughs) Yeah. Like it was like for the bit. (laughs) But overall, do what you know you need to do is what I learned from it. And you just got to rip the bandaid off and you can't try to coddle them because it's just going to make you more mad. (laughs) Yeah. And they're not that bright. So coddling Mm -hmm. them doesn't usually work. No. (laughs) No. They're like, oh, they still want me. They're just not sure right now, but they'll be sure in two weeks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Exactly. (laughs) Well, thank you for giving us the update. And we're glad that you're feeling better. And um, yeah, hope you have a great rest of your day. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the advice. Of course. We're here for. And that was the call. We hope it went well. We have no idea. Mm -hmm. I'm sure if it didn't, you'll probably let us know. Or you don't have to. If it didn't go well, don't tell us. Yeah. This was very much as a men will be men, men menning, doing their men thing. Like I could have predicted this complete outcome. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> All right. Should we get into the calls? Let's do it. I'm Megan and Melissa. I won't say my name, but I am 25 years old, female, she, her pronouns. And I have really bad social anxiety. It's something now I know that I've had since I was a child, but I've only started getting therapy for it in the past few months. And it affects me in all different aspects in the workplace, social life, et cetera. And my boyfriend's super supportive of me getting going to therapy. He really encouraged it. And I think he tries to understand it as best that he can. We've been together for about seven months and I've been invited to several family gatherings and he has a pretty large family and I don't know any, any of them particularly well. I did say yes to going to one a few months ago and it didn't go well for me. It was super anxiety inducing and it was kind of a traumatizing experience for me. And since then I've said no and it's I explained to him that it is something I'm working towards in therapy. I'm doing CBT and I talked about this with my therapist and we, uh, you know, made goals. And that's one of my goals is to feel comfortable going to his family events, but I'm not there yet. And I think he does understand that. But every time he has a family event, he'll ask me to go two, three, four times leading up to it. And I'll give him the same answer every time. And I don't think he means to make me feel bad, but it kind of makes me feel like shit because I know I'm disappointing him when I say no. And I even recently learned that he lies to his family and tells them that I'm somewhere else. Like he'll say that I'm in my hometown and that's why I can't come, which I I mean, I don't want him to tell them I have anxiety, but it just feels like he has to explain away my shortcomings to them. Like he couldn't just say, no, she can't come. And I don't know if I'm wrong for feeling like, shit about that like it, I don't know how else to address it with him like I've explained it's a goal I want to do things with his family but I'm not there yet and I want to know like am I wrong for feeling that way or feeling like he's kind of making me feel worse about something that I'm already struggling with please let me know what you think and please be gentle because I'm very sensitive <laughs> thank you bye it's a great time to promote our other podcasts but am I wrong I was gonna say that too <laughs> very fitting Mm-hmm. I mean, I completely understand. I think that like all of this seems really new. Like you've only been dating for seven months. You just started therapy a couple months ago and you had a really like traumatic and like horrible experience, like meeting his family for the first time a couple months ago. So like it feels like everything has kind of happened like pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But I would say I would probably feel worse about this kind of stuff, especially if he's asking like, I understand like asking one time so it doesn't feel like you're no longer being invited just to like show as a gesture. But like if he like keeps asking about the same events, inviting you like four times, like for the same thing that you have to say no to over and over and over again. I think like what I would say is like write down what he could do that would make you feel better. Because right now what he's doing is making you feel worse. But what could he do? And his responses could be that would make you feel better because I don't think that the way you've communicated it to him, he is being receptive to. And I think if you let him know exactly what you need and what he's doing now is not being helpful and this is exactly what you would want. And if he can't do that, I think that's a lost cause for him, you know? Yeah, because he can just tell you, hey, just so you know, I'm going to be hanging out with my family and not like an invitation thing, but just giving you a heads up. And he could, I'm just giving you an example of what, 
Megan just said, but you can, he can just come to you and say, I'm going to this thing. And then if there's a point where you're like, I do want to go, then you can just say, oh, I feel like I'll be comfortable going to this or I want to go to this. Yeah. So you're not wrong. You shouldn't feel bad. You know that you have anxiety. You're going to therapy. You're doing what you need to do for yourself. And if he can't respect that and can't respect your boundaries that you're putting up, then that's a different conversation. I do wonder why there are so many family events in the span of, I guess, like the holidays, but like assuming he's around your age, like 25, like if it is a monthly, weekly, constant Mm -hmm. kind of thing, I could understand if that kind of feels um, like a really big hill to climb because it's not like a one-time family dinner thing it's something that's like a regular thing that's like very hard I also would like sit with yourself and figure out what you would want him to say when people ask where you are if you decide not to come yeah because him not telling you that he was kind of like making excuses and stuff I personally think that I would want to kind of just be like will you just tell them this instead so like I can kind of like know and control what is being said so then like you know if it comes up later there's like a consistency with that but I would say that I think it would be pretty impossible for him just to say like oh she couldn't come without any explanation like there's usually a follow-up question that happens there Mm -hmm. so I think figuring out what you would be comfortable with him saying to that question and then convey that to him because it sucks and I think too if you find that like if there's not anything he could like explicitly be doing differently that would make you feel better and it's just the overwhelmingness of everything and just the situation that's being really hard, I would also maybe consider, I don't know if your CBT therapist also does talk therapy, but if that might be something that would be helpful for you too in processing the emotions like that come with all of it, like finally getting treatment for your social anxiety at the same time that you're dating someone new and like having all of these social obligations with his family. Like that is a lot. Like that would be a lot for anyone who didn't even have social anxiety. So I think the the more that you can have support from people through all of that who are not him, I don't mean that in like a callous way or whatever, but like someone who's not an invested party like you or him who can just kind of like, be there for you and like listening through that kind of stuff because it's hard. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of family time. Maybe they have family dinners every week. Do you want to date someone who has family dinners every week? It might be a thing for them. Yeah. I mean, I'm watching Gilmore Girls. And so the family dinners in my mind go to Richard and Emily's family dinners. And as a Lorelai, I feel attacked because she's constantly being attacked. I will say that like, if there's also a way that you said that you like don't really know these like big family functions and you don't know them, like most of the people there, I would obviously talk about this with your therapist and like go based on like your comfort level. But I think um, meeting and spending time with like people like two on two or like smaller groups of people before. So you feel like you kind of have more support and more people that you know in those big group things. Mm-hmm. And also... Maybe we deter his family from having large group events. That too. You know? That too. Doing my best to not constantly bring that up on Mm -hmm. our podcast. I know. Let's go to the next call. Hi, guys. Um, I'm going to be talking about my most recent breakup. I am a she, her, female, Sag, 23 years old, and my ex is a 20-year-old he, him, guy, Libra. I recently broke up with my first ever boyfriend of three months. To keep things short, um, the relationship was everything I wanted. I've previously dealt with people who are mainly emotionally unavailable hookup type guys, and I am really relationship focused. I've worked a lot on my communication. I have anxious attachment. So this was a big deal for me. And he was a relationship person. He was a gentleman and was reassuring. Um, He wanted to be with me and he wanted me to be around all the time. We were kind of long distance, though, as he lived an hour away and would come to the city to either see me or go to work. He told me early on that his mom had a terminal illness, and during our time together, she went to hospice, sadly, and then passed away. Um, This prevented me from seeing him as much, and he let me know that this was going to be the situation because he wanted to spend time with her. I was totally supportive of this and told him to please prioritize her, and we would work on ourselves, you know, later. Um, However, as time went on, we became distanced as we were only 
seeing each other once a week. We weren't really like having fulfilling time together. And when I told him I was feeling unfulfilled, he said that he had become emotionally unavailable and he kind of felt the same way um, due to his situation, but he cared about me and didn't want to give up on things. He just needed time and patience. I said that would be fine, but I required more communication as we were only seeing each other once a week and we were only communicating over text basically, to which he said, I'm not good at texting, but I'll try my best. I broke up with him a few weeks later and immediately regretted it because it was devastating for me to do. I did not want to break up with him. I was just so sick of my of pushing my boundaries for him. And um, yeah, he ghosted me and only said something five days later after I posted a picture of myself on Halloween. And he said this big blurb about like he didn't know what to say, but he wished things were different. We hooked up twice after that and talked a lot about our relationship. Note, I had discovered he had gotten back on Hinge two days after I'd broken up with him. And when I brought it up, he said he needed someone to talk to and was mad at that time. And he shouldn't have to explain why he was mad. After we had talked a little bit more, he said this wasn't the right time, but I was for us to be together because of our, we didn't have enough time to spend together, basically. But he said I was so special. I was the reason he liked sex now. And a bunch of other stuff later, I got hinged back. And when he discovered this, he got so cold via text. And he said he saw me. He didn't like me back and on the app and wanted to block me. I told him this was extremely immature. He didn't understand and eventually apologized. I was basically just like, why would you tell me that? And he said, I didn't think you'd take it like that. Recently, I had asked him if he would ever want to hang out not in my bedroom and maybe get a drink, to which he replied, yeah, I'd be open to that, maybe. At this point, I'm mad I let myself get taken advantage of by a person who is both clearly hurt by their situation and also just very immature about their emotions. What do you guys think of this situation and how do I get over the urge to yell at him over text all the time? For reference, I text him and he'll respond, but he doesn't reach out to me. Also, early on in our relationship, I told one of my friends I felt like we'd break up and get back together. So I feel like I predicted this. Um, Yeah, love you guys. Let me know what you think. Bye. Quick clarification. Did she say they broke up three months ago or they dated for three months? They dated for three months. But I also think they broke up three months ago because if it was in October, it's the same. So they dated for three months and broke up three months ago. Okay. I would like to dispute that this guy is wildly different than the people you have been interested in prior. You say you usually are into and go after emotionally unavailable guys and... This he is emotionally unavailable. Yes. I mean, he just went through a very traumatic experience with losing his mother, but it seemed like he was emotionally available before that even happened. I mean, if she went into hospice, that meant she'd probably been going through something for a while anyway, but it's probably not the best time to be getting into a relationship when your mother is going into hospice. Yeah. I think that, like, with this kind of thing, like I understand, like we all have needs and all of our needs are valuable, but he can't meet your needs. Mm-hmm. And even if he says that he can, which he hasn't, he said like he's not really great at texting, like, and he's saying that he'll try and it hasn't worked. You're only the one texting him. And I, this isn't an opportunity when it's like, okay, this isn't going to work. And like, It is no like knock to him at all, but like he's trying to meet your needs and he's been unable to meet your needs. And the solution is not to settle for less or to fight for that or to try and get him to do what you need. It is just to walk away from the situation because it's not right. And I will also say that like, I think dating three months, that's like pretty quick to, to get to know a person just in general. And like, when something this traumatic happens, like really early on at the beginning stages of a relationship, you don't have much to hold on to. You know what I mean? Like you're just at that early stages of starting to date that like it kind of really is make or break it. And it really entirely depends on the person who's grieving, how they grieve. And if their grieving is something that is like independent and solo and kind of more reserved and pulled back, that is naturally like the relationships in their life I think he's probably pulling back from almost all of his relationships but when you have such a fragile and brand new foundation when you pull back it's kind of just disappearing Mm -hmm. you know like there's not much left there to like tether you to that and so I don't think the solution is yelling at him at all I think like both of you kind of knew when this started to happen that you were taking a chance and it might not have ended up in that way. And 
it's totally valid that this is not what you need or what you want. But I think you just, you already asked for it. It didn't happen. And I think it's time to like, peace out. Yeah, you want some someone that is emotionally available and able to be there and talk to you and give you support. He wants someone that he can have sex with. He said that. He said you were the one that made him like having sex. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. I don't either. Really believe it either. I don't, yeah. And then also, he doesn't want to text you. He doesn't want to talk to you. He doesn't really want to hang out. He just wants to have sex with you and then gets mad because you're on hinge, but he wouldn't have seen you on hinge unless he was on hinge too. Yeah. So he just needs to go find a fuck buddy to make him feel good while he's mourning his mother. Yeah, I fully, 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 fully agree. Neither one of your needs are being met. So Mm -hmm. why are you still in this relationship? Yeah, I also think that like instead of actively seeking out like relationship people versus like hookup kind of people, I think, and you are onto this, but it it is the emotional maturity kind of thing. Like, yes, ask people what they want and what they are looking for, but those things like need to align. And I don't mean that in this, I think this is like an extenuating like circumstance, but I don't think that that necessarily means that he would have been like a great relationship person for you, even if like this, like death hadn't happened. But I think like moving forward, when you go out and date people, Listen when they say that they are a relationship person and they're looking for a relationship and then see if that matches their emotional maturity and the actions that they are taking. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes people just say that kind of shit and then we're taken aback when their actions are something completely different and that really fucks with your head. Mm -hmm. Because you're like, oh, this is how someone who wants to be in a relationship treats me. And you're like, oh, no, it's not. So I'm sorry, this definitely sucks, but I cannot stress enough how much I do not think you should yell at him. Yes, don't yell at him. Yeah. Last thing. Dating for three months and seeing each other once a week. Like, What would your perfect amount of time to like see someone be who lives an hour away? That lives an hour away. Mm-hmm. And we're just dating for three months. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like that would be typically any since we're in L.A. an hour. Are we talking like L.A. hour away or like an hour away that doesn't change with yeah. So just like as if like there's no traffic, but it's hour away in miles. OK, I think once a week is a lot for me for somebody that's an hour away. I think every two weeks would be fine. Mm-hmm. Personally, that's a lot of time and I don't have a lot of time. If they're closer, then I would I think once a week is fine. But if I like them, it's probably going to be more. Yeah, because I'm definitely that kind of person like I am hot or cold, all or nothing. So I would totally, if I'm like crazy about someone and we've just started dating, like I want to spend all of my time with them. Mm-hmm. But something that I recognize that in myself, that I would do that. I would hang out with someone like a ton constantly, all of that. And it becomes all encompassing. And it's kind of like being on The Bachelor where like it's hyper speeding a relationship that like it's kind of like a false sense of speeding it up when it mm-hmm. really isn't. And I found once I stopped doing that and like once I like had time between them and like was only seeing them like, you know, once a week, maybe twice a week, if that, but like closer by that, that relationship, I was more confident in it. If I wanted to spend a lot more time with someone like constantly all of the time, and it felt like I was the one driving that, that usually wasn't because I really cared that much about them. It was because I felt like I was caring for the both of us. You know what I mean? So that's just something that I would keep in mind potentially moving forward, but do not yell at him. (laughs) Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. 
Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my beverage while i'm working out i just take one stick of the hydrate mix it in with my bottle of water 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there they also have the all-in-one shakes which i absolutely love i'm running low so i gotta get some more but um i love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy delicious shake and they also have three tins four shake flavor starter kit which lets you sample all the flavors for only nine dollars Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like... <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month 
you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from Town and Country saying it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller and 100% multifaceted joyride. <gasps> When I tell you that, I was like, sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns. But that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. And the bitches are back. <laughs> Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm 21 years old and use she, her pronouns. This call is about two situations, but they are related. I've been seeing this guy, 24 he, him, for about three months. It's nothing serious, but we have fun together and go on dates, not just hook up. He seems to be into me, like he's always interested in what I have to say, laughs at my jokes, and is very affectionate outside of sex. We never talked about what this is. It's implied that we are having fun and enjoying each other's company. I'm sure he sleeps with other people, and I do as well. He's not from my country and might only be here for a year, so he's probably not looking for anything, and I understand that. While I also don't think I want a relationship right now, I realize that I have feelings for this guy, which never happens to me. I've never been more into someone than they were into me, which is probably just control issues. And I think I want to tell him without expecting anything, just because this is new territory for me. And I want to explore this whole thing and know if he's maybe feeling the same way. <laughs> Should I tell him? Or is it pointless and might ruin things? I've never told anyone I like them. And I'm a little bit afraid this was, would change our relationship. But I also want to give it a chance. I think it might be good for me to be vulnerable with someone like that. The other thing is, I have this fuck buddy, 21 he him. We used to hook up in the summer and he expressed wanting to try being exclusive with me. And I always insisted that I'm not at that place in my life. We stopped the whole thing for a while because of his feelings, but restarted it about a month ago, agreeing that this is casual and he's okay with that. But my feelings for this other guy confuse me. And I think I want to have stop having sex with other people at least for a while. I like having sex with him, but it just doesn't feel right anymore because I keep thinking about the other guy. 
How do I tell him that I want a break or maybe even end it eventually without making him feel bad because I was so adamant about never being monogamous with him, but willing to try for this new guy? We have talked about staying friends if this is over, but I still feel guilty. We are really close and I'd hate to hurt him with this. So the two questions are, should I tell the guy I have feelings? And how do I tell the fuck buddy that I want to break? Thank you for your help. I love the podcast. Bye. That's the most beautiful accent. It's like Russian light. It, it's like Russian Italian light. Yeah. Like there, it's so sexy and I feel like you can cook. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just like. Where are you from? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where are you from? I'm obsessed. This is like so fucking sweet. It's a good old fashioned love triangle. She's got a crush. I know. And you can hear her smiling. It makes me smile. But it's so sweet. And I think that like you are so self-aware in the sense that like you want to tell him how you feel. No strings attached, like not expecting anything in return from him. And it's simultaneously because you really like him. And I think you're also noticing that because you want to stop sleeping with other people. So like it might feel like a personal obligation to tell him because you're being like, oh, wow, this relationship is affecting my relationship with other people. So like this is serious enough that like if we're not on the same page, I should know that. But also that like you recognize that this would be like a really good exploration for you in being vulnerable because you haven't done that before. So like I'm all for doing it. Like you've checked all of the boxes off of when I think it's like when you should tell someone how you feel about them. I think your worry of is this going to ruin, is this going to change things or ruin things? It might, but that is not the result of you telling him. That is a result of you having feelings for him. You conveying that and you expressing that is not going to prevent something from occurring that wouldn't have already it just kind of speeds up the process. Like it either is he's not interested in the same way and like you part ways or you still remain hooking up and your feelings are hurt, but like the feelings are already there. It's like what you do with them. It does not kind of change those feelings. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you think that she should do about the fuck buddy? Here's the thing. I think you, and this might be controversial. I think that you should figure out where things are with the other guy and see how things land if he wants to be in a relationship and doesn't want to sleep with other people great and then you worry about breaking up with the other dude if your main guy doesn't want to be exclusive i think you still keep the other one you know there but he has to know that you are sleeping with other people and you don't want to be exclusive I think he does. I think the main guy does. Like, I think the side guy does too because she no, told I him. No, I know the side oh. guy does. But if the main guy doesn't want to, then I think that's when I have two options. If the main guy doesn't want to, then that's when you tell the side guy, hey, I still like sleeping with you, but I don't want a relationship because she doesn't want a relationship yeah. with him, right? Well, but he knows that. And so that's yeah. the hard part. So... If he's still open to just hooking up, then okay. Yeah. But if the main guy says yes, then I mean, you're going to have to break off up with the other guy anyway and just say, hey, I know that you're interested in more and don't even tell him about the other guy because that's you don't need to bring that up at all. Hey, I know that you're interested in more and that's just not something that I can give you. I really, you know, enjoyed our time together, but this is the end of the road, as boys to men said. (laughs) Well, I think the thing is, is I think he knows that. And that's why they stopped hooking up. And then a month ago, they started hooking up just like friend, fuck buddy, friends with Mm -hmm. benefits again. And I think it was the under the guise of you being like, yeah, I'm not looking for I'm not looking for monogamy. I'm not looking for like a relationship. But I think like that is your life. Yeah. Not looking for monogamy means I'm not looking for monogamy with you. Well, that's what I mean. I was like, so you having sex with someone and you explicitly saying like, yeah, I'm not interested in pursuing a relationship with you. If you have sex with someone, they are not owed a relationship, especially when Mm -mm. you've said that. So if you find someone else you want to have a relationship with, if he wants to take personal offense to that or like make that about him, like that's his bullshit. And then he's not someone you want to remain friends with in general, because like he's a fully grown adult, like he's a fully grown man, like 
if he's choosing to have sex with someone who he has feelings for, who he knows that there are no strings attached, it's just a fuck buddy thing. Like you're not in a like an organized or well committed explicit like like polyamory, like polyamorous Mm -hmm. relationship or something like that, like a monogamous committed relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Or even like a committed open relationship where Mm -hmm. like or with multiple partners and all that. You don't have any of that. So like if he feels like that is owed to him and he was going to like kind of wait around and like back burner himself and like hope to slip on in there, like that's on him. Like that has. But she wants to know how she can let him down without hurting his feelings. If he decides his feelings are hurt, they're hurt. I feel like his feelings are going to be hurt regardless because he has feelings for you. So they're going to be hurt, but there's nothing really you can do about that. So you just, you know, let them down easy. Yeah. Like I've had a really great time like hooking up Mm -hmm. with you. This has been really fun. And I, yeah, I think one of two ways, you know, I just have like realized, like, I just don't think that like we're very compatible and this is not something I want to continue pursuing, but like, I would love to maintain a friendship if that's something you want, or you can like really go all out and be like, I've really enjoyed this. This has been fun. But I did actually end up meeting someone and we're going to try giving monogamy a shot and hope you find someone and like you're a great guy. And I will say I personally would want to know. I would not want to be like, you know, I'm just like doing my own thing. And then I see on Instagram. It doesn't even have to be like I'm doing my own thing. It's just like I don't really want a relationship with you. What would you would you rather know that there is somebody else? I wouldn't care. Yeah, I just know that they're not the right person for me. Well, you're more emotionally mature. <laughs> if they don't want to be with me, then that means like it's irrelevant not... who else they're with. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's valid. I mean, I also have not been single since I was before my brain was fully developed. So, like in my mind, I'm like, I would need to know. <laughs> no, I wouldn't need to know. It's just like if somebody wants to be with you, they'll be with you, and you can't. I mean, people can be can swear up and down that they never want to be in a relationship. And then they meet that person that they do want to be in a relationship with and things change. Like, I don't think it's relevant to what they have going on. Yeah, I agree. Well, I hope that was helpful. And I'm excited for you. Whatever way this goes, it's exciting to have something new for the first time like being Mm -hmm. really into someone like this having a crush like you know what I mean like it's all it feels very like new and exciting whatever the outcome is like that's a great it's a great thing yeah yeah let us know how it goes last one hi Megan and Melissa I wanted to get your opinion about relationships and boundaries so I'm 21 and my boyfriend is 21 and we've been together for almost four years he's my first everything my first kiss my first sexual encounter everything and maybe that's part of the situation I'm about to discuss. So recently I've kind of realized that my boundaries are a lot different than most people's. And I don't know how I should bring that up to my boyfriend or even if I should. So I'm interested in hooking up with other people. I would really enjoy hooking up with other people, men and women, everyone in between. I, the only thing is I, I'm not okay with feelings being involved. So I would feel uncomfortable going, I don't want to date other people basically. And I don't want my boyfriend to date other people, but I'd be fine with him hooking up with other people. So I'm okay with him kissing people. I would be okay with him touching people. I wouldn't be okay if he slept with someone without a conversation. But if we had a conversation about that and there were rules like no friends, no going on dates, no seeing people over and over again then I would be completely fine with that. I kind of feel like I'm a bad person though. And I don't know if it's fair for me to bring this up over three years into a relationship. And I don't want to bring it up and then him not be able to trust me or feel worried that I would do something. And it's not anything to do with him. It's not that I'm lacking something from him. It's just that I'm interested in exploring other people in a sexual way. We've talked about threesomes before and he is up for that, but I'm not because I don't want to share him with somebody else at the same time as me I don't know I guess my question is like am I an awful person for this I don't know I just want to have fun and like for example I like going out dancing a lot if I vibe with somebody it'd be nice to be able to like kiss them and maybe go home and sleep with them if I wanted to I wouldn't sleep over but I'm very much a people person I'm very flirty and I would really enjoy that and I would be okay if he did that too I don't know I don't know what to do and I feel really shitty because if this is not something that he 
is up for, then I don't know if I'm going to like regret not doing something about it. I don't know. And also he's very special to me. I feel very connected to him and I would not want to do anything to jeopardize him. I don't think it's, it's not something that I would break up with him for. I don't know. I'm lost. Help would be great. Hi. I think that like, once we got to like the end of like what you were saying was that like, well, you wouldn't break up with this, him over this, but also you don't know if this is something that you would always be wondering about. I think that like you probably, I don't know. I think I would do a little bit more like internal like reflection on your current relationship first of, is this something, if he's not interested in this, am I going to be okay? Are we going to break up? Am I going to be okay with that? Am I going to be okay with never exploring like doing a non-monogamous relationship? Yeah. And you also don't have to decide like immediately in that kind of thing. But I think if you are going to bring up ethical non-monogamy with your partner, you also need to know if it's a deal breaker for you or not. Because I think that's really important to share with your partner. Mm -hmm. Because I think that will really, I don't want to say dictate their response at all, but like that is something that they deserve to know going into a conversation. And I think if you don't have that answer, I think I would give it a little bit more time thinking on it yourself. And if that answer changes, that's totally fine. But I think you should have an answer before you have that conversation and then know that you can't really predict how it's going to go and you can't really steer it in one direction the same way that your comfortability and your feelings can change. So could his, like he could say he's comfortable with like something and then isn't actually, but I don't know, maybe the way to do it is like just to test the waters, like watching a TV show where there's like a couple who's non-monogamous. I do think the fact that you've talked about having a threesome is a good, my only question is, and this is like more crowdsourcing for people who've been in ethical non-monogamous relationships, the rule of like no feelings attached. I kind of assume that you can minimize that risk, but that is still just kind of a risk that it might happen. Like there might end up being some feelings involved with a singular partner or something like that. But she's saying that she doesn't want them to be friends or like go on dates or anything. She just wants them to have sex. Yeah, it says no friends, no date, Mm -hmm. no repeating, multiple people, and then no feelings. Yeah, so I think because it's just sex and there wouldn't be feelings, that's what she's, you know, insinuating. It just has to be someone that they just hook up with one time. Yeah, I think that like, if you've been together for like this long and if this is something that like you're really interested in, I think that someone being interested in ethical non-monogamy should not be a reason to diss for their, if you don't end up doing it, it should not be a reason for your partner to no longer trust you. And I Mm -hmm. think that like, if you both decide that this is not something you're going to do and move forward on, I think that potential and like idea there affects your relationship and there's no way to communicate through that. I think that that's also probably a sign that maybe it's not it. Yeah, but also it's like, and I'm not trying to be ageist or anything, but you're 21. You've been dating for at the top of the call. You said three years, the bottom, you said four yeah. years. So in between three and four years, you've been together. So you've been together since you were teenagers. And so you're wanting to stay with him in an emotional relationship, but date other people with a non or not even date, just hook up with other people just for fun. So I'll write down exactly what I want um, so that you can be clear and concise because just by that call, you jumbled up a few things. So I don't think you're exactly sure on everything that you want right now. And go to him and say, hey, and and is this a deal? If he says no, is it a deal breaker for you? Like, is this something that you want? You want to be with other people. And if he says no, then you need to be prepared for you're still going to have these lasting feelings that you said uh, you don't think there's anything missing in your relationship, but you do want to see what's it like to be with someone sexually you don't want to share him you just want you want the freedom to be able to go have sex with other people so if he says no is that something that you're going to be comfortable with in the future and if he says yes 
then you have to, let's say he's like, yeah, I, I'm down for this, but I have my own rules too. So you have to also be open to the fact that just because you say that it can't be friends, what if he's like, well, I don't feel comfortable having sex with strangers. I need to know this person. That's exactly what I was going to say, that like your terms and conditions for this can be vastly different than his. Mm -hmm. And I think while you need to write what you want to do, you have to write what you would feel comfortable him doing and then simultaneously write a list of things you would personally not feel comfortable doing and things you would not feel comfortable with him doing. And then he needs to do the same thing. And then you guys kind of come together in an agreement and then making Mm -hmm. a plan for, are we going to do this for X amount of months and then check back in and see how we're both doing with all of that stuff? I mean, your sexuality and all that stuff should be a priority. But do you feel like your comfortability with him doing those things is riding on the fact that you want to do those things? Yeah. More or less that you're a jealous person because you don't want to share him with anyone. He also has to check in with you before he has sex with them. So how do you even like if it's someone he doesn't know, does he just like in that moment just walks away and then calls and be like, hey, I, I want to hook up with this person. And then you're like, OK or no. I, I think you need to really think this completely through, maybe even read the book Ethical Slut and ask other people that are in non-monogamous relationships to get their thoughts, feelings, talk about how they talk to their partner about it. Just do your due diligence and your research before. Yeah, because it felt like, and that might've been like me not understanding fully, but it felt like the situation you were describing, how you would go out dancing and then you want to go home with the guy. It felt like what you were describing, what you would not be okay with him doing would be that. Like it would need to be like a conversation ahead of time before having... I don't know if that's like sex is like a whole or like a general kind of thing. There are lots of different also levels of like, or and not, not even just like levels, mm-hmm. but like what people are comfortable with and what people consider like, okay, in a relationship and not whether that's like dancing and flirting and all of those kinds of things. But yeah, I think you started dating when you were so young that like not to discount anyone who's young who is in a non-monogamous relationship or wants to be in a non-monogamous relationship and that's what they see for their future. But I think if this is something that you're really interested in, I think pigeonholing yourself to a relationship that you've had for four years when you're 21 years old and you haven't been able to explore this side of you or even just explore sleeping with like other people, like all of that kind of stuff. If you make a decision right now and six months from now or a year from now, you change your mind you're not like nailed down to that original decision that you make. Mm -hmm. And it could even be after your first encounter, you're like, okay, this this is going to be different. It doesn't even have to be six months. It could be the day that you decide to do Mm -hmm. this. But yeah, you have to figure out if it's a deal breaker for you or not. And then, like you said, you have to be prepared going into that conversation that this could be a deal breaker for him. Mm -hmm. You both have equal footing in this relationship. It's equal rights in all of that. And so... I don't think you should like squash who you are or like what you feel or what you want to do and all of that. But just look at the out the potential outcomes because you can't control them and be ready for it. Mm-hmm. Let us know how it goes. And that is our last call. We have a don't blame them where a listener will call in and let us know what their thoughts are on a call from a previous episode. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I've got a don't blame them for the episode that aired on December 6th with the girl whose boyfriend isn't comfortable with her masturbating or using sex toys. I talked about this scenario with my boyfriend right after listening and his response was shock. He said, what? Doesn't he know sex toys are there to help him too? And he also said that he loves hearing about me masturbating, that it's really awesome and gets him fired up. Caller, this is how your boyfriend should respond, particularly when he's 30 years old. You deserve to make yourself feel good whether you're single or in a relationship. Don't ever let him make you feel uncomfortable or like it's wrong or not needed when you're dating someone. He's the one that's so wrong. Find a boyfriend who supports all the sex toys and masturbation. You deserve it. That's all I have. Love the podcast. Bye. Fully agree. Mm -hmm. Well, on that note... That is the end of our episode. We hope you all enjoy. If you want to leave a review on the podcast app, we would very much appreciate it. We also have an Instagram account. Go follow us, our own personal Instagrams. Everything will be linked down below. 
And if you want to watch the video version or you want to just join our Patreon to support the show, but also join in on our live streams that we do twice a month. They're like Zoom hangouts. We just Zoom together, have fun. We learn about everyone's lives. It's a great way to socialize during the pandemic, make some friends. And we also have them on replay. So if you want to join, but you're like not sure what it's going to kind of be like, you can watch them and see what they are like. But we have like a really great time. Well, if you would like to go leave a review on the podcast, uh, we would appreciate it. Yeah, five stars. We we love it. Let us know who your like favorite call of the week was. Maybe your favorite old school episode or the episode that you recommend to your friends the most. That's always a good one. I love to hear which is the one when you try and get people into the show and you introduce them, like which is the episode you play them. Leave a review on the podcast app and let us know which one that is. And if you're listening this long into the episode, what did we say that they're going to comment on the Instagram or is that the... They're going to comment what we thought when when we started this episode, Megan said something. What was... What were we discussing before yes, yes, yes. we hit What record? was the context? Because you had no backstory. Mm-hmm. What was the backstory? What was the context? Let us know. Yeah. Get creative. What you think it was. And follow us on TikTok. Buy my book. Buy my presets. What would you like to promote? Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram Please. too. That's it. We will see you all next time. And if you want to pop in on Thursday to our other podcast, but am I wrong? You should do it. It's a good one. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at fifty to eighty percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.